Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord, she said she wanted the chains broke off of her. That's why I prayed for her. Do you have the power to break chains off of people's life through Jesus Christ? If you need the chains broken off of your life today, if you need a miracle, we're going to preach on miracles today. Set our minds on him and receive miracles in our life today. A miracle word. A mir He's already done miracles this morning in prayer. He's already done miracles because people pressed past their flesh and went into the spirit, went into the supernatural. You know, when Jesus went to the temple when he was 12, and then his mother and father came to get him, and he went home, and he submitted. He already knew he was called. He went home and submitted. So what, however many more years, from 12 to 30, you didn't hear anything. You didn't hear anything. He was a carpenter. You didn't hear any miracles. You didn't hear anything like that. But when he stepped into his destiny, his first miracle was turning the water into wine. But he didn't think he was ready. So you may not think you're ready today to produce miracles. You say God produces them. Yes, he does, but he uses you. He has to have a vessel. So I want you to get your mind set on. You mean I can produce miracles through Jesus Christ? I can, you can produce miracles. Jesus didn't think he was ready. He said, my time hadn't come yet. Do you feel like your time hadn't come yet? Someone wants to give you promotion and you say, I don't see myself like that. I don't see myself as a head intercessor. I don't see myself leading praise. I don't see myself like that. I want us to see ourselves today like we have the miracle working of power of God on the inside of us and that we can produce the fruit of miracles. I can produce the fruit of miracles. You can produce the fruit of miracles because you have the miracle of Christmas on the inside of you. You have the miracle of Christmas on the inside of you. You have Jesus Christ, the star, the real star, on the inside of you, and he produces the miracles through you. You can't produce a miracle unless you had one done through you because you can't give something you don't already have. Hallelujah. We give God praise, the God of miracles. Just set your mind on a miracle today. I went to Dr. Sorella's conference one year. I'd seen uh, Pastor Benny Hinn there for years, you know, and I've never been personally touched by him, but that day, I was having heart palpitations, and I'd had them for a while. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't say anything to my pastor. I think Tim knew it, but at night, it's like I would be choking when I laid down. It's fluid all 
I felt like it was all in my lungs and everywhere. This was years ago, and I was scared. But I remember we didn't get in the front that time. We got, like, in, kind of in the middle section. And I was sitting there by Richard and Nancy White, and someone else was with me. I can't remember. We were sitting there, and I was just pressed in the worship. You know, when you go to his meetings, they're five hours long. He spends about two hours on the offering, I'm not lying, giving us a revelation. Then he worships until the miracle working power comes in. They already had worship. They already had specials. They already had singers. Dr. Sorella already had all that on the platform. But when Pastor Vinny gets up, he worships till the miracle power of Jesus Christ comes in. Sometimes we got to go further than we think we got to go. If there isn't a miracle that's happening, I got to go a little further because I serve a miracle working God. I don't just serve a head knowledge. I don't just serve somebody on the surface. I serve a miracle working God. So I'm sitting there, and this is key today. If you need a miracle, because what I did was I just worshiped. I forgot about everybody around me. Some people wasn't saying nothing around me, and I was, I was like, this is Marcella. They ought to be shouting over here. They ought to be, be free with their tongues. They ought to not care. But it was kind of quiet back there. But I just worshiped during the praise while he was worshiping. And I got tired, but I kept pressing through. I was worshiping and pressing through and pressing through because it wasn't, I wasn't worshiping myself. I was worshiping him. I wasn't even thinking about, I need a miracle. I wasn't thinking that at the time. In fact, I put my hands on Brother Richard because he had problems with his shoulder or something. And, and I just prayed for him when Pastor Benny said something about healings. And I just kept worshiping. And all of a sudden, this man came. And we're used to people, you know, trying to pray for you there. When, when you come to hear the prophet of the nations, so we, we just say, God's doing something in me right now, you know. So this man put his, he reached, I was like the third one in the middle of the row, and he reached in there and put his hands on my head. And I opened my eyes and I said, are you with Benny? Because <laughs> he kind of looked like he had blonde hair. He said, Pastor Benny, he made me respect his leader. I didn't even know it was a pastor at the time, but I said, yes, Pastor Benny. He said, yes, ma'am. And he put his hands on me, and y'all, this is a miracle. This is a miracle. My heart literally jumped. I'm not talking about you got a little anxiety. I'm talking about on the inside of my body, it went thump. And I, I was like, ah! And then I felt, you need to run down there and tell it, but I was too scared, and I didn't do it. But when I left, well, I didn't want on TV. How many of y'all don't want on TV? I didn't want on TV. When I left, I told my, my pastor, Pinson, I called her. I said, I, I believe, because the enemy tried to steal it from me, you know. I said, I think I got healed tonight. And she said, Angie, you did. That's what happened. You got healed. And I started claiming that healing, and I've never had those things 
again. I've never had that fluid. I've never had, I was healed, but I pressed past the surface into the realm of power. I pressed past blessing. How many need a miracle today? You just don't need another blessing. Blessings are wonderful. They're good. And he said they make us rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. But sometimes I need a miracle. Some days I just need a miracle. It's not every day I need a miracle, but some days I need a miracle. What is a miracle? It's something that can't be done by human hands. It's something that no matter how hard you get it, you try to make it work, it doesn't. It, you've tried everything. The woman with the issue of blood tried everything. She spent all she had. Blind Bartimaeus, he, he heard Jesus was coming through, and he hollered out, Help me, son of David. Have mercy on me, son of David. And they try to shut him up. Religion going to try to shut you up and tell you it don't take all that. You don't got to press that hard. What they doing in prayer? What they, why are they doing all that screaming? Because I'm having a spiritual baby. I had a dream the other night. Pastor Pinson was in the dream, and I want to encourage y'all because she's been in my dreams lately. She only comes in my dreams in transition time. <clears throat> but this dream, we were somewhere in this big stadium, and I don't know what kind, if the people were Spanish or if they were Muslim or what, but it was a lot of them, and all of a sudden they started throwing money at me, just coming and, will you pray for me, will you pray for me, will you pray for me, will you pray for me? And so I laid hands on them as they come up. And... Me and my grandson, Josh Eric, had he needed something. You know how you go to the bowling alley and they've got these, these things that keep you safe in the gutters? <laughs> it was something like that because it was like a big football field. And he needed something. Josh Eric did. So this man let us borrow it. Borrow it. And he said, I need you to bring it back at a certain time. So I remember I took it back when I said I would. Well, later when these people started throwing money at me and I was praying for him this man was standing at a distance in my dream and he come up and he said what's going on what you doing I said well they came and, get, and gave me money and asked me to pray for him and he said would you pray for me he was their high priest in my dream he was over all of them but because I was I did what I said I would do and brought his stuff back then he could trust me to pray for his people. He could come and ask me to pray for him. Your character means a lot. Do what you say you're going to do because later somebody might need you, but they're thinking, I don't know if I can trust him because he didn't show up when he said he would. So he said, can you pray for me? And I, I, he said, but I don't want a big scene. I said, okay. So whoever was with me, I said, Julie was with me. Julie, I remember you specifically being with me. And there were other people, and I said, can y'all sit him down? And he sat down, and I just put my hands on him. And I led him in the sinner's prayer, and he accepted Jesus Christ. And he was real high into, I believe it was Muslim in my dream. And then he, I said, have you ever received the Holy Ghost? He said, no. So we stood him up for that. <laughs> And I put my hands on him. He fell back and hit the chair. Shakarabasekeri andolo lobo shekeri andolo lobo shekeri andere atek yakaba. 
he stood straight up and said, I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast and pray for my people for three days. So something happened in the spirit, in the Muslim nation, in my dream, that intercession, that miracle work in prayer, that miracle work in power, that you can change nations in your dream. Jeremiah 1.10, he wouldn't have said, I set you above nations if he didn't want you to change some. He wouldn't have said, I want you to, to receive this miracle of Christmas in your heart if he didn't want you to use the power of God to do miracles. I think I need to get my word out. I'm preaching already. And then we're gonna, we can worship some more, whatever God says. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your miracle work and power. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, Children's Church leaders. Thank you, Liz, for your faithfulness. So my message today is the miracle of Christmas. Let's look at Luke chapter 2, verse 11. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You shall find the babe wrapped in clothes, swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, whoo, I just got this word, swaddling clothes. Maybe that was his mantle. Some people pray with a mantle on them. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Matthew 2, verse 1 and 2. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Everybody's looking at stars the other night. But he's the morning star. Hallelujah. He's the miracle of Christmas. One of the steps to have a miracle is to believe. I had to believe that day. I had to believe past the, the crowd and worship and all those thousands of people. I've done that before in here. And I always received a miracle when I did it. I always received a word. Did you know a word is a miracle? A deliverance is a miracle. So when I say, do you produce the miracles today? I'm going to show us in the word that we're supposed to. But yes, if you help set the captive free, you're producing miracles. My husband in prayer today, when he took the microphone and he led us in the presence of God, he produced a miracle. It's something we can't do. It's our spirit has to do it through us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you believe? I've got a lot of simple scriptures today, but I want us to get this message. Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you're going to be saved. Do you believe today? How do I get a miracle? How do I get the miracle of baby Jesus on the inside of me? I believe. 
I believe and I receive. John 15, 16 says, whatever you ask in my name, I'm going to give it to you. Do you believe that? When you ask for your children's salvation, do you believe him? Hebrews 13, 80 says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. So how can miracles be done away with? Malachi 3, 6, he said, I, I'm the Lord and I change not. Isaiah 55, 11, he says, the word of God won't return void, but it'll accomplish what I've sent it to do. John was fixing to get his head cut off and he's saying, is this the Jesus? Is this the miracle? Is this the one? Is this the Jesus that's supposed to come to us? Is this the one? Jesus sent word back and said, do the deaf hear? Do the blind see? Are the dead raised? He was approved by the miracle work and power that operated through his life. And because he produced miracles, people believed him and followed him. The Bible says they followed him because of the miracles. They followed him because he fed, him, fed them and the miracles. That's why we got six, seven, eight people we're feeding. They believe us because of the miracles. I'm talking to one right now from Georgia. Backslid a year. I said, I told Tim, can she come stay? Mark eleven twenty four. whatsoever thing you desire, when you pray, believe it and you'll receive it. He don't put a lot of stipulations on it. He don't say you got to be all that. He simply says you got to believe me. What must I do to work the works of God? That's what the disciples asked. And he said to believe on him that was sent. Believe on Jesus Christ. Believe on what he did on Calvary. Believe he came to heal the sick. Believe he came to set the captives free. Believe he came to restore your home. Believe he came to bring reconciliation between you and other people. Hey, Yakaba. Yanda da 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 Sunday. Let's look at Mark eleven twenty four. It's one of the most famous ones. Thank you, Jesus. My husband said, I got a bunch of pink flags in my Bible today. <laughs> Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you, well, let me start at 23. I'm sorry. For verily I say to you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be you removed, and be you cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Our pastors talk, told us this is the decade of the mouth. Whatever you say is going to come to pass because that's what you believe because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what you're talking about all the time is really what you believe. You can say you believe in all these other things, but if you're constantly complaining, if you're constantly talking negative... That's really what you believe, and it's not believing God. And those that didn't believe God didn't go in the promised land. They didn't go in because of unbelief. Hallelujah. You want your prayers answered today? You want a miracle? Then just simply believe God. 
right before this, in verse 22, he says, have faith in God. What does that mean? Have the God kind of faith. <coughs> Romans 12, 3, he said, I've given every man a measure of faith. So you already got a measure in you. It's according to how much you activate it that it grows. It's according to how much you use your faith that it grows. It's according to how much you obey that it grows. Because <laughs> when you obey him, your faith gets increased. It get, you, you see that what God did for you after that obedience. Hallelujah. Verse 24, Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe, there's that word again, that you receive them and you shall have them. So why do, we, why do I make it difficult? That's pretty simple. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, Romans 3, 4, let's look at it. What happens when you don't believe, when people don't believe? It really don't matter. God's still, <laughs> he's still who he says he is. Romans 3, 4. We think we all that, that it's really going to matter. What it's going to do is send us to hell and our children and anything else around us. Romans 3, 3. What if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true and every man a liar. As it is written that you might be justified in your sayings and might overcome them when you're judged. He says... I mean, I want you to believe, but if you don't, I'm still coming back for my people. I want you to believe, but if you don't, I still heal. Because when the lepers, when the uh, one with the palsy said, if it's your will, and I looked up palsy, and it means tremors. It, don't, it means paral being paralyzed but having tremors. When I had that miracle in my body of the things I went through and couldn't walk when I started walking again. How did I start walking again? It was a miracle. I would come up here and I would make this leg move. I would, I would be right here. And, and I couldn't get in the car by myself or anything. And I, I get helped on the platform and I would preach and I would make this leg move. I go to the track and I'd make it walk. And when and the palsy means you have tremors. You have some paralyzed stuff in you, but it, and it's tremors. That means you don't control it, and it shakes and does things. I know what that feels like. Well, he said, if it's your will, can I be healed? Jesus said, it's my will. So you don't have to question, is it his will for you to be healed today? Is it his will for you to have a miracle? He's not trying to teach you something by making you sick. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, he took all sickness out of the midst of them. And he gave them plenty of money. In fact, their enemies came and put their earrings down and their silver down and their gold and said, get out of our sight. Go. We want you to go. Here's some money. Go. <laughs> Have your enemy ever tried to get rid of you with an offering? <laughs> 
my brother did that one time to my daddy, our real daddy. He said, how much you need to get out of town? 50, 60? Never, I mean, they haven't seen him since. He took the money and ran. <laughs> That's sad, isn't it? Y'all pray for me. <laughs> we actually try and find him right now because Edward wants to meet him. One of the ways to get a miracle is don't look at the bigness of your God. I mean, of your circumstance. But look at the bigness of your God. Dr. Sorella has a plaque that says that. Don't look at the bigness of your circumstance, but look at the bigness of your God. And every step you take is going to be a miracle. You get miracles taking the steps he's telling you to do now. The steps he's telling you to do today. And it can become into a miracle. Naaman in the Bible, he was, he didn't like it because he's, let's read it. Naaman, 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 13. Because this happened to Monica when she needed a livery, her liver healed. She was in that baptistry, and I, I just felt when she's baptized one time for her to dip seven more. By that time, it's about 30 people baptized. The water was dirty, but she did it, and she's healed today. 2 Kings 5, 13. I keep going too far down. I'm sorry. Verse 11, but Naaman was angry and went away because Elijah had told him to, to wash in Jordan seven times and your flesh will come again and you'll be clean. But Naaman was angry and went away and said, Behold, I thought he was surely coming to me. I thought he'd do the miracle my way. Couldn't he just heal me with the water I'm in right now? Couldn't he just give me the miracle? I've heard it so many times. God's everywhere, Angie. You don't got to go to that church. Well, are you getting miracles in your life? Somebody told me one time, God told me to stay, stay there because why would I go somewhere where there wasn't miracles when there's already miracles there? They told me that after a 21-day consecration. They said, I was praying about what to do because some of my family, but God said, why would I do that when there's already miracles there? But Naaman was angry and went away and said, behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and he'll, God's going to do all these things to me. I'm going to manipulate God. He's going to do a miracle my way. I'm going to sit home and don't go to prayer. He's going to still give me a miracle. He's going to give me a wife because I'm going to come in here and as soon as there's a new person, I'm going to start hitting on them and God going he's going to make sure I get a wife. I'm not sending them to you. If you can't get in prayer and seek him for a wife, I'm not giving them to you. Whew. Call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not these rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. You ever got mad because God didn't do it your way or didn't, didn't seem to happen when you tried to control it? 
We need to learn through Abraham when he tried to control it. He wound up with Ishmael and then had to give Ishmael away. And you know that hurt to put his son in the wilderness. Because he went to the arm of the flesh. When God said Isaac is the son of the promise, he, he went to the arm of the flesh. He, went, he gave in to Sarah. And she was, just kept on and on. He was hard on him to sleep with that concubine, I'm sure. But he did it. <laughs> but, but he had Ishmael. And we still fighting the Ishmaels. That's what I called it the other day, Ishmaels. We still fighting Ishmael today. <laughs> Oh, I want to go with the son of the promise. I want to go with the miracle work and power. I want to believe God. Hey, I want to believe God. I want to believe God. If I don't believe my God, I need another God. If I believe in myself more than I've made myself my God. Woo. Who are you following? Do you see miracles operate through their life? Because in the word, the apostles did miracles. In Acts 2, they went with the apostles' doctrine. And the apostles did great miracles and signs amongst the people. Are you doing miracles today? You say, no, but I ain't an apostle. (laughs) Well, all those disciples became one. Ooh, how long are we going to be staying, staying a disciple? <laughs> and his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much rather than when he says to you, wash and be clean? And he went down and dipped seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, And his flesh came again like to the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. It was simple as that. Obedience brought him a miracle. Obedience. What about the ten lepers? He said, go to the priest. And then they were cleansed, and only one turned back and said, thank you. But the Bible says he was made whole. The other ones might have been, healing might take a little time. Because the Bible says they were healed as they went. Might take a little time. But this, this one that was grateful for his miracle, he became ever with whole. Hallelujah. Don't look at the bigness of your circumstance. Look at the bigness of your God. In order to do that, we have to look up. We have to look up past the circumstance. We have to ride with God in the heavenly places because he said in Ephesians 2 that you sit in the heavenly places with him. He's making intercession for us, and we're supposed to be sitting up there with him in heavenly places, not earthly realms, heavenly places. I was reading Dr. Sorella's book yesterday because, you know, the enemy tries to fight my mind with his stuff. And I really didn't know how he felt. But he said that his wife, their their miracle child was Mark. And she started hemorrhaging like three and a half months. And they told her, you need to have a DNC because this is dangerous for you and the baby. And if you kept it, something would be wrong with it. 
They came together in prayer and they felt to believe God. So she didn't do it. And then when she's a couple of months pregnant on down the road, Marcella called her and said, I'm coming in from China or somewhere. Can you come pick me up at the airport? Are you healthy enough to do that, Teresa? So she drove and she started hemorrhaging again and they went to the hospital and then they said the same thing. You don't need to have this baby because your life's in danger too. And they agreed to have the baby. And then something happened again and he was off preaching somewhere. I'm going to get hit with this one because I hear it all the time. Family's more important. Family's, family's number one. Family is like he said, his greatest prized possession on earth. He didn't have a father. He was in an orphanage. He didn't have a mother to hug him and say, I love you. But when God said, go to China, he went. When God said, preach. When I had Michelle, mama come to cross it and preach. She came to the hospital and said, Angie, I hope you don't have her before I get back. But I'm supposed to preach tonight and cross it and left me. He said to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. But we want to say our family's first. But we're really saying it's before God. He said if you make these idols, don't make an idol of your family. Okay, I hit some stuff there. I've heard him say before she was dying in the hospital and he was overseas and he didn't come home. Do we want the real gospel or not? The gospel is die daily. Paul said, I got to die daily. He didn't know she would live, and he didn't come home. But when he walked in the hospital room, she rose up and was healed. So when he did come home, he was effective. When he did come home, miracles happened. When he did come home, the power of God was flowing through his life. I used to hear mama say, I'm not a pastor per se. I'm not a pastor the like everybody thinks I ought to be. I might be home praying when you're in the hospital. But when I come to you, I'm going to have a word from God. When Brother Floor was in the hospital, I had a dream that he had the ephod on and he was a high priest for God. And he got up and walked out of the hospital bed. I might not have been there by him, but he's here today. But I made sure somebody checked on him. Hallelujah. I'd rather have a leader that's going to lay on their face and produce the proof than somebody to give me all these words that never come to pass. Somebody give me all these broken promises and I never see any fruit out of their life. I never get a breakthrough in my life. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.